Manimal here. It's Tuesday, September 26th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we've got updates of all the standings across the big leagues. We're also going to update the AL West, which happens to be the closest one. We've got some Rangers news and notes. We've got a box score from last night, and we're going to preview these next two games with the uh, Anaheim Angels. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garver. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the Hey, thanks, buddy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. We want to thank you for making us the first listen of, of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And you can find yours truly on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And don't forget to follow us on social media. That is TX Rangers WTB. Or you can check us out on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. That's just one word. Only one word, just all together. So speaking of all together, 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. bull, we are together this morning doing the thing and the Rangers continue to be in first place. Tell them how you doing, buddy, and tell them where they can find you on social media. Well, it's, it's easier to get up and do this thing when the Rangers are rolling. It's fun to do it. It's easy to do. And uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about today. And, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot of positive at the end of this thing. Now it's starting to look really good for the Rangers and, uh, and we'll just, you know, hopefully when we come in here on two, on Thursday and do the show, we'll have a playoff uh, spot all wrapped up and, uh, you know, getting ready to wrap up that division up there in Seattle. And uh, we'll be drinking champagne and uh, uh, smoking the big cigars, right? But Yeah, uh, yeah. Until, the then, on. until then, we got to keep doing they got to keep doing the business and beating up on Anaheim and we're going to keep talking about it until they, uh, till they wrap that thing up. And luckily, fortunately, I think, uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll wrap this thing up on a day where we normally talk about the show. So we don't have to go out of our way for anybody for, uh, for the <laughs> Rangers this week. But if they do wrap it up on a night where we're not, uh, where we're not normally talking about the show, we may have to get together and talk about it. But before we do any of that, because that's still what magic numbers four, so that's still at least two days off, all things depending. And uh, uh, until then, you know, we're just going to keep watching the Rangers and keep uh, keep uh, hoping they win. But we'll uh, we'll get we'll get to that whenever we when we need to. And uh, right now we're talking about social media. So I'll tell everybody that uh, when we throw up the X, you can find me at Manimal Bull on Instagram, Manimal 300, and then both Facebook and TikTok, Bull Pro. And whatever your favorite line of social media is, let's uh, get together and start talking some Rangers baseball. Love it. Love it. 
Yeah, magic number is at four. And I, I, I read somewhere that the Rangers, I think, and I may be wrong, but if I, I think if Houston wins today, I think that clinches for the Rangers, like at least to make the playoffs. No, they would wrong. still be – I think they would still be at one. I think okay. they, I, I think the fastest way I saw for them to clinch is that Seattle wins both of these next two. Oh, okay, okay. And then with the Rangers having the tiebreaker, if they sweep, then Seattle will be officially eliminated. But the reason the tiebreaker or the magic number is at three for Seattle, even with them owning the tiebreak, is because if they all were to tie at the end of the year, Seattle would own a tiebreak over Houston. Mm, mm, mm. And Houston owns and I think it. They, I think they own. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works, but I think Seattle would be in if they all three tied. So I don't know exactly. Hmm. Uh, but let's hope that doesn't happen and the Rangers can just put this thing away in the next couple of days. They own their own dest- destiny for right now, for sure. They've got a couple with a really, really struggling Anaheim team. And hopefully if they can do the, do what they need to do in Anaheim, none of this will really, really be a big deal because they'll be sitting, what, at two on the magic number, even if Houston does win, and then they'll have a, a, a Houston or a Seattle team coming in that's on a six-game losing streak. So, mm. you know, mm. it, it, it's kind of like biting itself out for the, for the Rangers regardless. Well, a few teams that already are in the playoffs, Dodgers, Braves, and Twins have punched their ticket and won their division. Well, the Dodgers uh, and Braves are really good teams. The Twins just happen to play in the worst division in baseball. Absolutely. Baltimore and Tampa have punched their ticket. And the Brewers, I believe, they just need a one a win versus the Cubs. Yeah, or, a win, or, a win a or the loss. Cubs loss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, any combination of that will get the Brewers in, and they should wrap things up today. Also, last night, the Padres were eliminated from the playoffs after a loss to the Giants. Um, and then Baltimore and Tampa Bay, they haven't uh, decided who's going to win that division just yet, but they both clinched playoff spots and they'll both be in the tournament. Yep, yep. So there's your around the league for the first time in whatever, <laughs> six weeks. But um, let's jump right into the well, race. You know, it doesn't hurt to tell everybody who's going to be in the playoffs, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to talk a lot about these playoffs uh, because we're, we're not going to have as much content. But um, so – Rangers lead Houston by two and a half games still. Astros won yesterday. Seattle lose a game, so they're four back in the AL West. Uh, John Gray left yesterday with wrist tightness, soreness for precautionary reasons. Man, the Rangers starting pitching are just holding together with like a, a you know a band aid and a and a and some rope. Piece of chewing gum or something right yeah like they've got they've got a macgyver like bull or a starting rotation going but the guys that are going every time have been really good john gray was really good last night his uh, slider was the best it's been in several days and you know he gave up that early home run to ohapi and you're thinking oh here we go again but man he really he really settled into that thing last night and 
Uh, hopefully everything is just fine. I haven't gotten a, a update on him yet. We probably won't get one until Bochi talks to the media around five or six. So we'll know more then. But as of right now, we're just looking at it being a precautionary thing. And, uh, you know, John Gray, let's see, the last time he went six or more innings has been a while now because he had been getting out there and getting out of there in the, the first couple. So maybe it was just something about throwing 80, 85 pitches that, uh, that did it and not so much the, you know, an actual injury. So, yeah. And, and we're, we, re, we, we need the version of John Gray that we had last night and we need that uh, for the rest of the, the season, the regular season and postseason. Um Max Scherzer, so he continues to throw, says that he, well, it's throw, he's throwing off of a mound, and that's the next step. So that's the next, yeah. not throwing off of a mound. The next step is him throwing off of a mound. So that's really positive. Yeah, I mean, I would say that he'll probably throw, he threw yesterday, um, and from all reports was he wasn't just throwing, a, you know, flicking it back and forth, that he was, he was he was starting to get uh, get some some velocity back on his, on throwing, and that uh, you know his next step will be throwing off of a mound, which hopefully that'll happen this week, and we can start thinking about the idea that Max Scherzer may be back for the playoffs. Uh, if the Rangers win that division, they're most likely going to have a bye in that first round, so. Mm-hmm. You got a you got a little bit more time. You got three or four more days that you've got where where uh, Scherzer can you know start ramping back up again, and uh, hopefully, hopefully maybe somewhere around the end of the ALDS or the start of that ALCS, if the Rangers, God willing, are still there, uh, that uh, you know Max Scherzer could be right back in there helping this thing, even if it is only three four innings there to to get a game going. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's just no substitute for the quality of pitching that Max Scherzer brings to the table. Um, Rangers, one of four teams in the running for the first ever Team Silver Slugger Award. Um, and I didn't know about this. Apparently, yeah, something that they just started this year. Okay, um, but. Uh, I, I so, don't see wait. any way that the Rangers don't win this wait. thing. They're leading the league in literally every category. Does that mean Austin Hedges is going to get a silver slugger? I I guess it does, right? I mean, <laughs> oh like him, God. Brad Miller. I think Brad Miller <laughs> might have a silver slugger for a shortstop back in the day. He was a good player Josh, once upon a time. Josh Smith's so, getting that silver slugger. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, there's going to be some guys in there that you're like, ooh, well – I, I don't know. The the real question is, if you win that team uh, silver slugger, can can we use you as a silver slugger award winner on the uh, uh, immaculate grid? Mm, that's that's going to be the real question. Mm, but uh, Tampa Bay, Houston, and Seattle are the other teams. So pretty good representation for the AL West there in the first ever silver slugger uh, team silver slugger. So. Uh, but I, I don't see how there's any way that the Rangers don't win this thing. Yeah, there's no way. They're there's leading no way they the league. In, I mean, they're yeah. leading everything. They're yeah. like, I think they just took over with all those home runs they've hit the last couple of days. I want to say they took back over first place in home runs as well. So uh, I just don't know that there's any way that the Rangers don't win the very first ever uh, team silver slugger. Yeah, there's no way they don't. I mean, 
a historically and, good offense is and is real quick before mm-hmm. we before we move on real quick something I forgot to put on the run sheet uh, don't forget to support those Round Rock Express tonight as they uh, head up to Oklahoma City to face the Oklahoma City Dodgers in that PCL championship. So if you're looking for something to do before the Rangers get started at 845 tonight, uh, swing on over to MILB.com and uh, and then check out the uh, Round Rock Express and Oklahoma City Dodgers if you're not if you're looking for something to do because you're going to know quite a few of those names and uh, you know Sam Huff will be out there and Justin Foscue and Davis Wenzel and you got to believe Wyatt Langford's going to be either DHing or playing left field. Is there? I think Ornelas is probably going to be. Ornelas will be out there for sure, and uh, I think I saw that they're going to go with. Um, um, Cole, Cole Wynn, Owen White, and uh, Duggar, Stephen Duggar as their three pitchers. Uh, Cole Wynn, game three, Owen White, game two, and uh, Stephen Duggar tonight in game one. Well, let's go Round Rock Express. So that's really exciting. So I guess it's, uh, it's, it's that time to talk about what's going down on October 6th. Well, October 6th, we're getting close. We're just a little over a week away. The cage is in its final essence on its way up towards, uh, or in its final stages on its way up here towards Fort Worth for the show. And uh, we're going to have a big time on October 6th. Um, I, I, I hear that uh, that all the family from, from down there in uh, Heiko, Texas is going to head up and watch. So, you know, how rowdy them people get. And um, so we'll be we'll be excited to have a big show October 6th and uh, at the Ridgely Theater. Matt Warp Pro till the end, the very first ever Cowtown Cage match. It's going to be Brett McKenzie versus Damo McCullough. Also several big, big matches. Dante Smiley versus Chris Lyons. Dante Leone versus Izzy James. Uh, myself versus Justin James. Not to mention Franco D'Angelo versus Brett Brick Savage. So there's just big match after big match. And um, I can't recommend this show enough. If you've got nothing going on October 6th, I, I imagine you should uh, head on over to the Ridgely Theater. Come on out, check out the show. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a big time. And we're going to have all of our favorite sponsors there. Big Dogs is going to be there making up uh, some of the best hot dogs you'll ever eat in your entire life. But avoid that Brett McKenzie. And, uh, uh, but, uh, you've, you've got, uh, Kelly's onion burgers going to be out there. They're famous Fort Worth smash burgers. Sorry. Ice cream's going to be in the house. She's got some of the best ice cream in the world, not just Fort Worth. And, uh, you know, our friends over at Martin house brewing, they're going to have something special for the, for the big day too. And, uh, if you can't make it October 6th to the Ridgely theater, don't forget, we're going to be back at Martin House Brewing on December 1st. So uh, big things coming from Hat War Pro. And uh, uh, the first anniversary show is the 6th. And then we're going to kick off that second year in a big way on December 1st. So join us uh, join us out there at the Ridgely Theater. And uh, we can't wait to see you out there. Well, Rangers beat the Los Angeles Angels in the middle of the night last night, 5-1. Um, to one. And it was uh, it was one of those. It was a little bit of a nail biter. Uh, it felt like one of those games where it's like, oh, here we go, close game. And then the Rangers just absolutely started to explode uh, from the sixth inning on. Well, it started it home runs. <laughs> it, it it started when Jimmy Herger got to the hill there, and uh, 
old uh, old Jimmy, what are your stirrups, right? That's what they call him. He wears the big high stirrups. Uh, he got the Rangers going a little bit. He gives up home runs back to back to back to Garcia, Garver, and Lowe. Um, like we were talking about earlier, John Gray was very solid for six innings. He got himself uh, he got himself a, a win, but he did leave the game. He had seven strikeouts in six innings, and he was dealing pretty good. He looked like he was going to probably at least go one more inning for sure. But uh, you know, the Jonathan Hernandez came in. Uh, he did he did load the bases there with two outs um, in the what in that second inning of work that he had. But uh, Heaney comes in, gets him through it, and. Um, Heaney closes it out. So it was a really nice day for the pitching staff. Uh, eight hits, one run. They had the nine strikeouts. They just gave up that one home run to Hoppy, who, let's be honest, Logan Hoppy's going to be a pretty good player, but uh, he's going to be on a bad team for a lot of years um, in, in the Angels because if they lose Otani, I imagine it's uh, all starting over. Also, I wanted to uh, mention that Evan Carter continued his uh, hitting streak or on-base streak. It's a uh, 16 now, and that, uh, I believe, is a club record. Mm. Wow. So, uh, club record for Evan Carter that he's probably just holding on to until Wyatt Langford shows up next. You know, I'm just kidding. Like That's a, oh, that's oh, a big oh. accomplishment. It's hard to get on base um, uh, at that clip uh, coming up to the big leagues, especially when you're starting in September of a pennant chase. So good on him. Uh, they had the... A little uh, tack on home run there from Simeon late in the game. And then, uh, um, what they scored one more run. Uh, wild pitch. I want to say it was Jonah Heim that came around to score after walking right, uh, in the, in the eighth inning. And the Rangers were able to add one more on. Uh, not that they needed it, but, you know, they, they did, uh, they did get a big W last night. And I thought, uh, I thought it was uh it was fun to see this pitching staff starting to come together and and you're starting to see Jonathan Hernandez in that seventh inning role and uh uh you know it, let let's take everything out that we saw all season from him and realize that you know we always knew that the stuff was there and if he's getting outs that it's going to be good and I mean he was pretty good last night you know some seeing eye singles but uh, they worked through that thing and. Uh, you know, Heaney was really, really quality in the ninth inning, and uh, they were able to get both Leclerc and uh, Chapman a day off. Well, actually, all three, Leclerc, Chris Stratton, and Chapman, all days off down there in that bullpen. And I think all three of those guys really needed that. Well, the the Rangers win in, 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 in kind of dramatic fashion, not, not necessarily like late-inning dramatic fashion, but hitting home runs like that is always dramatic. But a couple of things to note, the Rangers did have 15 base runners. It seemed like they just kept getting people on and couldn't get people home and couldn't get a key hit because they were 0 for 6 uh, runners in scoring position. And again, I don't mean to play Debbie Downer here, but these are things that, you know, the Rangers normally, these are the kind of things that cost them the game. So the fact that they had the ability to kind of push through it uh, and come out and, and still win the game. I really think attributes that to the bullpen because we probably notice it a lot more if the bullpen starts giving up runs and the game gets really close. Then we're going back and going, oh, man, the Rangers, they could have they scored another five runs with all the base runners that they had on there. 
Um, and they but, probably could have. Yeah, they they had opportunities, but uh, I think really the best opportunity uh, Tavares came up with the bases loaded and two outs, and he uh, he ripped something into the right center field alley, but it kind of hung up there for Walsh, and he was able to make a play on it and end the inning. Yeah, Mitch Garver continues to be. Uh, it just seems like every time he goes up to the plate now. Uh, he's doing some kind of damage. Yeah, he's pushed his ops up over 900 now. Wow. Yeah, and I'm trying to pull up his, uh, just his uh, September numbers right now just because I have a feeling uh, they're going to be pretty, oh, they're good. pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah 301 average, 427 on base, and a 562 uh, <clears throat> slug, which uh, almost puts him, at, yeah, yeah, puts him almost at 1,000 ops. So, you know, really good, really good month there. And interestingly enough, he had just as good of an August uh, with a 302, 394, and a 628 slug. So he's been huge down the stretch and really kind of replaced the bat that we missed, that we kind of started to miss with Zeke Duran. And, uh, man, what Zeke Duran, uh, you know, have, have have anybody seen Zeke Duran? <laughs> well, I see him celebrating on all those home runs. So <laughs> he's still I, in there. Him and Josh Smith <laughs> and those guys are still in there. But and Austin Durant Hedges. Is, Durant is a good – I mean, he's still a quality bat off the bench. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not ready to – I'm not ready to give up on a guy like Durant who's, what, 24 years old and hit 285 in the big leagues this year. And, right. You know, I mean, the, the, normally these things kind of work themselves out, you know, when you've got so many guys that are starting to vie for, for positions and you're starting to get the young guys ready and – you know, I mean, like, I really honestly believe that the Duran is probably a, a second baseman somewhere, but that's just kind of not how it's worked out for him here. And and we'll just kind of see as we go into the uh, offseason, but he can play a lot of positions. He uh, he hits a little bit. So there's no reason to just be get ready to, you know, be ready to get rid of guys like Duran and Tavares and you see a lot of that on the uh, internet that uh, Tavares has to go and Duran needs to go. And it's like, when you got players, keep hold on to them. It never hurts to have them, man. No. You know, especially guys that have options and guys that you can, you know, you can, you can go up and down with. And, but uh, I don't know. I just don't see any reason to, to get rid of guys that have been performing at the big league level. Right. Yeah. I, I, I certainly uh, am not condoning any kind of uh, getting rid of anything right now uh, with this team because I, I think depth has been huge. I think having players that can do multiple things, like the Rangers just have a lot of luxuries there in terms of their depth, and and uh, we wouldn't be where we are this year uh, without Zeke Duran. And very much like when Jonah Heim was struggling, I think uh, we can – hold on and see this guy probably make a turn. And, and before it's all said and done, I have a feeling Zeke Duran's going to play a major role down the stretch here uh, in some form or fashion. So I got nothing else on this game. If you got nothing else. No, I was, uh, I was really just trying to get that, uh, that whole thing into leading you up to like the down on the farm commercial. Well, talking about Zeke Duran does uh, kind of spark the interest of, uh, of someone who has been paying attention to, this minor league system because that's where he came from. He had uh, been developed. Now, obviously we traded to get him over here, but uh, he developed uh, down on the farm and, and much like most of this team, uh, they came up uh, through the Rangers organization. So if you like what we cover here on the major league uh, 
show, we can uh, like to invite you to our in, uh, exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we cover all things Rangers in the farm system. We go over box scores, call ups, send downs. Uh, we have our top 40 lists. And uh, just for $1.99 a month, you can make our podcast your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. So go on over to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. And subscribe today. Let's go ahead and preview these next two big matchups with Anaheim and maybe get a couple, get some predictions here. And tonight we're going to see Cody Bradford against Reed Detmers. And then tomorrow night we'll get Dane Dunning versus Griffin Canning. Where are they getting these guys' names from? Well, one, what I mean, you know, just names that are, these are millennial names, right? These are 20, 20, like kids that are born in 2000, 1995 to 2005 now. So mm -hmm. not John yeah. Gray. No, no, that's just a good, strong name right there, John Gray. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, Reed Detmers, he's had, he's had his troubles this year. I mean, he hasn't been, uh, been great. I would, I would say that for sure. Um, Cody Bradford, we see him, we see him rarely, you know, I mean, when, when they need a spot start or they need, uh, someone down the stretch, I mean, he's worked a little bit out of the bullpen, worked a little bit in that spot start role. Um, they've come to rely on Martin Perez and, and, um, and Andrew Heaney quite a bit more out of the bullpen now. So that spot start role is kind of went to Cody Bradford. Uh, this is a game that's going to be on the uh, network tonight on MLB network. So anybody that uh, is looking to watch the Rangers get one step closer to uh, that playoff spot tonight, you can watch it over there on MLB network. If you're out of uh, the local area and then uh, Wednesday, because you know, the Angels, they love to have those evening games, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I was laughing about, we, we were talking about yesterday, how it was, you know, a, a 9 o'clock starter, an 8.38 starter, whatever. And it's like on Labor Day, the Angels were like the only team in baseball that played a night game. And and, <laughs> and I'm like, we, we got to kill a whole day in Anaheim because the Angels just won't have one day game in, on, a, on a holiday. But anyways, it seems like they don't do that on getaway days either because the Rangers will be playing another 8.38 Central Time, 6.38 Pacific game on Wednesday. So there will be no getaway day. Um, what did we decide his name was? Griffin Canning? Yeah, Griffin. Griffin, Griffin Canning. Uh, he's, he, it's been a struggle for him this year. Uh, he's, he's, he's a pretty good strikeout pitcher, but... Uh, you know, his, his ERA is a little bit up there. Um, he's going to be matched up with Dane Dunning, who, I mean, we've talked about it all year. He's had a terrific season, um, you know, starting at the bullpen, working his way to the rotation, keeping his rotation spot after other guys have worked to the bullpen. Just a really nice, nice year for Dane Dunning, and hopefully he can continue that consistency on Wednesday. And, and the Rangers are able to get out of this thing with a sweep and the Seattle can pull it together these next couple of nights and get some big wins at home and the Rangers can uh, wrap this thing up. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that, but hopefully Thursday morning, whenever we're, uh, we're talking about the Rangers, we're talking about uh, the uh, AL West division champion Rangers. Absolutely. That or at is least a playoff team. Yeah. Well, I think we got a ways to go on the division, but we definitely, 
would love to be able to say, hey, we're back in the playoffs. We are fighting for it. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hey, real in. quick. Oh, I knew it. Get, I before knew we it. get out, Kev, before we get out of here real quick, Tell I me. wanted to – your boy, Austin Hedges. Oh. Mm. Every time a home run is hit, you mm-hmm. would think that dude had never seen a home run before in his entire life last night. I love it. He's he's uh, yes. he's a really nice cheerleader if he's not a really nice ball player. Right. He has a great uh, – well, he has Bruce Bochy's favorite That's uh, right. walk-up song. Don't forget You got to wait for that. Yeah. He may yeah. never get another at-bat. If, after they clinch, he'll get an at-bat for sure. So, yeah. so hopefully yeah, they're sure. not waiting until Sunday night to clinch. Right. So if you if you really want to know why Austin Hedges is on this team, it's because number one, he's a great cheerleader for home runs. And number two, and the main one is that Bruce Bochy's favorite song is his walk-up song. If you and don't know that really, song. Then... And then a really far off third is that he can mm. he can catch pretty decent. Yeah, he's got a good he's a good defensive catcher, a good framer. But uh no, thanks for everybody for tuning in. A uh, nice tidbit there at the end. Nothing wrong with having fun uh on a on a Tuesday Tuesday um so this is your boy Kev and we are Texas Rangers with the boys find us on social media TX Rangers WTB don't forget to check out the website texasrangerswiththeboys.com one word on there you can subscribe to our exclusive content which is called down on the farm with the boys we cover all things minor league that's just a dollar 99 a month and don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform for the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. We are signing out.